0: Ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Welcome to season two of A Breath of Fresh Dating podcast, where we have authentic conversations related to relationships, dating, and mindset shout out to my british listeners i hope you all are having a splendid uh, christmas holiday considering boris johnson has all of us in tears (laughs) i'm your host mandy personal matchmaker and dating coach at the mme agency an international personal matchmaking boutique for high profile professionals now on today's episode we've got a special guest in the house from america producer and number one amazon best-selling author lauren peacock now lauren and i have conversations on what to expect when not expecting a divorce and she also shares her own personal experiences as well as the importance of a prenuptial agreement so sit back relax and stay tuned as i welcome lauren peacock
1: How are you, how are you? Very well, thank you. <laughs> I'm doing good.
0: It's good to hear from you.
1: You too. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: My pleasure. My pleasure. So, Lauren, where are you based?
1: Um, I am based in Los Angeles. Um, currently, um, as of yesterday, I actually flew to South Florida where my parents live, um, yeah. for the holidays. So, uh, I'm gonna be spending the rest of december with them um down here so i i spent i kind of grew up here and um and so i'm going to be down here for the rest of the month but i am based in la and i've lived out Mm. there for the last uh last little while last few years so
0: oh okay that's good so how's the uh, pandemic treating you how are you coping over there
1: um, you know, it seems like it's just hot and cold all the time with the rules yeah. out there. You know, kind of I think similar to the UK a little bit, where it's yeah. you know, it's everything's open and then everything's closed. So, yeah. um, I, I basically just have given up trying to figure it out.
0: <laughs> it just it just doesn't make sense, does it? It's like, can we shop? Or can we go to like the supermarket? If the supermarket's open, how come boutiques aren't aren't open? It's just a bit confusing.
1: Yeah, I don't think they've really thought out logically the rules. So Mm. I think they're just kind of winging it themselves. So I, I, you know, I'm very much about, uh, you know, I do wear a mask um, when I go out and things like that. And I try and just you know be safe um you know all the way around, but you know at, at some point, I've just like I said, I've just kinda given up trying to figure it out, so yeah, so if
0: you could be anywhere in the world right now, where would it be like enjoying life and just basking in self care <laughs>
1: um you know my my husband's British, and so he's over in the u k and we're separated right now, so I mean weather wise that probably wouldn't be my first choice, but I would say you know. If he and I could be together somewhere, it probably would be on a beach on some island.
0: <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> so we're going to discuss all about dating and divorce, where you're about uh, to launch a subscription based platform related to divorce. Uh, tell us a bit about that.:
1: Yes, yeah, so um the divorce case is a you know monthly kind of subscription membership. it's a um it's a monthly box plus a column. Um, Plus, an online community for women that are in all stages of divorce, whether they're just starting out or whether they've gone through a divorce. And, um, you know, I kind of came up with this concept, you know, this year, uh, a lot of time to think. (laughs) Um, And, uh, and I realized there just wasn't, um, you know, there's a lot of subscription based. Boxes out there. You know, I'm not inventing the wheel here, but there wasn't something geared towards, there was no box geared towards the divorced woman. You see single swag and you see fab fit fun, but there wasn't something that I felt like when I was going through my divorce, what I remember things that I wish I'd had um, and things that I, you know, wish that I had found comfort in. So, you know, I I put together this box and, and, you know, the case that I'm calling it and kind of have hand selected these items each month um, geared toward the women that are going through this.
0: That's good. That's really good. Um, So I read you got uh, married at 23. Yes, and uh, divorced at twenty-seven. So, was your ex-husband like a high school sweetheart? Or? No,
1: no. He, um I met him at nineteen. I was in college. He was older. He was um about ten years older than me. We had met, um, uh, you know, I had been home for the summer, and we had met um in town, like in the town that I'd kind of grown up in, and but he was, you know, in a different industry. He was an adult, you know, so mm. he was mature. Um and it was just something that um you know I, I we got married when i graduated college and i thought that i had known everything and and he uh, you know i married the wrong person you know mm. i i chose the wrong person and um and there were a lot of red flags that i think when you're really young and and you you know you think you know everything you you kind of miss you miss those signs yeah so.
0: But I think it's, um, it's, you see, the thing is, I understand how, like, obviously, as a 19 year old, it's so easy for you to miss out, like miss the red flags. Uh, But even as adults, it's also so easy to miss out red flags as adults. But then obviously, when you go through certain experiences, you're like, do you know what? This seems a bit too familiar. And it's definitely a red flag. (laughs) I need to bail, basically.
1: Oh, of course. I mean, I think. I think at any age you can miss red flags because I think there, I think people go into situations with good intentions. Like if you go into a situation dating somebody, you want to believe that they have good intentions. You know, you don't want to think that they're going to screw you over or cheat on you or lie to you. And, um, and so I think we let our guard down and, you know, we, We want to trust and and all of that. And so I think it's, you know, whether you're 19 or you're 39, I don't think it, it matters. I agree with you.
0: So speaking of trust, what is trust to you? Do you think that, you know, when you meet somebody, you automatically should trust them or do you feel like trust should be earned?
1: you know it's changed for me i you know at a younger age i i trusted people right off the bat it was like you know because i was like oh well, you know they seem nice and you know it's it, it seems like you know why why would they why would they want to do anything bad um but i think after going through the divorce and seeing the reality of situations and you know people's intent and just Honestly, understanding pathology of people and this, you know, the human mind and understanding the psychology of why people make the decisions that they make, you know, based mm-hmm. on like childhood trauma or things that have happened in their past. Um, I've, I kind of, and I, you know, maybe it's just me, and I'm a little bit more cynical here, but I'm very much a you need to earn my trust going in. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that in any, you know, in any relationship, you know, whether, I mean, before I met my current husband, you know, when I was dating people and things like that, that I'm not going to give people a chance, but Mm. I, I definitely was in a situation where, um, you know, I was cautiously optimistic. Mm. Mm. So
0: I absolutely love your quote uh, where you said a dream wedding doesn't guarantee a dream marriage. Now, a lot of people look forward to their weddings, but they never really prepare themselves for marriage. And, you know, I'm not yet married, but I'm well aware marriage is a whole different ballgame compared to just being in a relationship. So what was marriage like for you?
1: You know, the first time, you know, I mean, the whole big lavish wedding and like, this is going to, oh, everything's going to be perfect. And, and going in to the first marriage, it was like, oh, you know, we're, we're building a house. And, and it, it was the cookie cutter, what you see on TV, what you think is going to happen. And whether you, whether you're young or whether, or whether you're old or whether you just think what you see out there is, you know, whether a little bit of, you know, that's a little bit about being a little bit naive. I I think it was, you, you don't realize the situations that come up where, you know, finances are a big part, you know, there are situations that happen at work that, you know, come home into, you know, into your life at night that you have to discuss. And I think there's, um, And especially we had an age gap too of 10 years. So there was, I think, things that I was learning for the first time in my 20s where he'd already experienced and where I think there could have been teachable moments for him. You know, Mm. I felt like sometimes I was more the child in the relationship as opposed to being an equal partner. So I think that, you know, sometimes that felt like, I didn't feel good. I'll just put it that way. And I think when you marry somebody, you want to feel like a team, you know, you want mm-hmm. to feel like you guys are partners. And I, I think overall, like, I don't, I'm really happy to have gone through that experience because when you go into understanding that a wedding, like, of course, a wedding is exciting, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you know, you get, you're, family and your friends are going to be there and you get to pick out the dress and the cake and all these great things. But when it's over and you go through like the after the honeymoon, the honeymoon blues and all this kind of stuff and everything wears off and you're left with just the two of you. I mean, that's where the friendship is. And that's where the really important, you know, really important conversations come out. And so I think the second go around, I wasn't so much worried about the wedding as I was wanting to make sure that I had a really good foundation for the marriage.
0: What would you say you learned from your previous marriage that you applied to your current marriage?
1: To just talk about things. The minute something bothers you is uh, like, instead of letting things fester or to assume things before, you know, I mean, assuming we all know does not work out very well, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but it, it was very much about, Communication and understanding how to communicate. That time that I had, you know, been on a break from relationships, um, I really spent a lot of time on working on myself, learning to understand how I communicated, um, where my faults lied in. And the strengths and the weaknesses that I maybe had had in previous relationships with family or with friends or with past relationships, you know, whether it had been boyfriends or my ex-husband, because I wanted to make sure I was going to be my best self getting into another relationship.
0: Good, and um, you know, that's where our accountability comes in. Um, there are a lot of people who don't know how to uh be accountable for the action, so it's so good to, to hear you say that you had to go through self development as well.
1: Yeah, you know? I mean, I, I, it, you know, it's never just on one person, you know, like even, even if there is something that happens that another person does, like there, it's always it always is like you can always improve on yourself i i really believe that and i and people will say you have to work on yourself and be okay with yourself before getting into a relationship you have to be able to make decisions on your own and um and i just felt like i needed to take that time and and especially with this divorce case with these women you know, with the, the column portion and the online community, a lot of this stuff, you know, I'm not a licensed therapist, but I want to be able to be that bridge to bring them those resources to say, Hey, this is, you know, a relatable situation. You know, you're not the only one. I mean, there's a ton of divorce coaches and communities, but I think to bring humor to it and relatability and, you know, because, Sitting around talking about your feelings all the time can get exhausting. You know, it can Mm. drain you. But to kind of have a little bit of, um, to have a little bit of fun with it, to be able to say, "Hey, there's a lot of great things you get to look forward to."
0: People don't go into marriages prepared for a divorce, and you know, they most most of them never really know what to expect until they're faced with a divorce. Uh, So, what exactly should couples be aware of when it comes to divorce cases?
1: I mean when you know I think <laughs> I mean there's a lot that happens <laughs> um and I I think it's all circumstantial I mean every you know sometimes things are are very peaceful and amicable you know and then other times you know depending on on what's happened it, it can be a very tough situation so I think um I think a big thing is is if you have we, we didn't have kids but if you have kids
0: mm. I
1: think to, to not trash the spouse in front of the kids, I think is really important. You know, I, I think you want to, to be really respectful there. Um, cause I I've seen some unfortunate situations when, when they try and pit the other against, against the spouse with, with the kids involved. So, you know, I, I think it's really good to kind of keep that separated, you know, to, to make sure you, you look respectful to each other. Um, And then, you know, if you don't have kids, you know, I think I think it's really just about I mean, well, I think the overall theme is is about respect. I mean, if you if you go into you went into the marriage loving each other and even if you don't love each other anymore, at least have the decency to get out of it with a little bit of respect
0: and um when it comes to like divorce issues uh, when bitterness is involved it, it just makes it even more complicated especially when you've invested financially and you know you've got a lot of assets that also comes into play and then if if one party is probably bitter they might just want to prolong the whole you know stress of the divorce and yeah did you were you like did you face anything similar uh,
1: yeah i had a you know i had a really tough a tough divorce you know my my ex-husband had done some things that were uh, morally and ethically i i don't find you know very appropriate um and it was uh to learn a lot about those things. It was very tough. And I think, um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that I didn't have my moments and I didn't break and I didn't, you know, sit there and want to say bad things. Um, but I think I did get to a point, um, early on in the divorce process where I decided to shut my mouth and take the high road because I knew that, no matter what i would say or was wanting to say it was not going to change the situation and it wasn't going to change the decisions that he was going to be making so even though maybe i said stuff to a friend and you know in private and let my emotions out that way or to a therapist or whatever that was fine but i think in in like i guess the public situation between, um, between us and the divorce, Uh, you know, I really wanted to make sure that I, I kept my, my cool as much as I could, because I, you know, I knew there was nothing that was going to change and I knew the way I felt and I knew Mm. the way I felt about the situation, but it, but it's tough. And I don't want to sit here and say that you can't have those feelings because of course you can be bitter. Of course you can be upset. You have every right. If something like that happens because you're hurt. And it's okay of to course. be hurt. Hmm.
0: How long uh, did the, the divorce process take? Uh,
1: mine took mine took about five months from start to yeah. Um, it was it was a lot easier. We didn't have like I said we didn't have kids. Um, we were able to kind of divide up our assets pretty easily. Um, we did have a we did have a prenup, so I think that helped. Um. So yeah, we we were able. To.
0: So, speaking of prenup, because I've always thought about getting a prenup oh. when I get married. So, would you advise women to get a um, prenup? You
1: know, I I'm for them. You know, I just because I think that you know I don't think it's really about how much money one person has or how much you know property or or assets or whatever. I think it's just about you bring your worth to the table, you know, whatever one person has, it's your worth and it's who you are. And the other person has worth and, and you've built that up. So I feel like you never know what's going to happen. And, and it's like a business, I hate saying it. It's like in business, you you know, when a, when partners do business, they, they sign a deal. You, you, You expect to be in business with this person and build a huge company. You don't expect anything to ever happen, um, but you want to make sure that you're protected. And, and there's nothing, Ooh. I don't see anything wrong with that because chances are nothing's going to happen and you'll never need that prenup and you'll never need to you know, see a courtroom. But if something were Ooh. to ever get get ugly, you've protected the things that you had before the marriage. Um, And it could be as simple as, you know, it could be as simple as your shoe collection. You know, if you're fighting over, if you're fighting Mm. over your Louboutins, you know, because they're worth a lot of money. I don't know. But the point being is that 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 is something that is meaningful to you. And so I, I do believe in them. But, you know, a lot of people would probably disagree and say, oh, you're marrying for money and not love or You're marrying for love and not the right reason. So why do you, you know, if you're doing one, you know, but...
0: I I, I totally relate with what you just said, because um, it's something that I also talked about um, on the first episode of this podcast, which is um, approach dating like a business strategy. You have to have a risk management. And I think prenup, having a prenup uh, is certainly a risk management, because although you don't plan to break up, it's always good to feel secure, because if anything should happen, you don't want to be left going back to your mom's house, that's for sure. You know, you you need something to fall back on. Um, And uh, yeah, like I feel like when you get married, even if you might be worth something, you add value to the relationship. And then you both can also, you know, probably start businesses together or do other things to create more wealth. So in such scenario where you're married, you've got your own, um, you've brought your own worth to the table do you have you ever been in a situation where you and your husband have started something together or should I say you and your ex-husband started something together and you just found it difficult to split your assets that you both worked on together as a team
1: we we didn't really get in a position where there was a lot of um I mean there were a lot of assets that we start like accumulated or like started together I mean I obviously am in film and entertainment production and um that was kind of my thing that I had started so you know it, it was what I it, it was what I acquired in the divorce um and it, you know it's not like it was worth you know a lot of money or anything but it, it you know it obviously had a uh, property to it you know scripts and stuff like that mm-hmm. that um, you know, it, it's not like he you know he really wanted that or whatever. You know, he when you divide up things and whatnot, you know, we obviously had a home together, and so it was about kind of figuring those kind of situations out. but um, but I think, you know, it, I've seen situations with friends and whatnot where they've started a company together, and the company has grown, and then one has to buy the other out um, because you know one has a certain amount of shares so they buy they buy they buy them out of the company and and that's expensive um but they mm. want the control so it it's it's tough and and i mean in and this go around you know in this second marriage you know I, we do have a you know we do have a prenup as well and and you know i'm doing more businesses and but i also i have a way more supportive husband you know who's who's like that's your thing you know, I'm proud of you, you go do it. So it's not about, you know, him, you know, having to having to have like all his hands in all my pots. So
0: mm. So you released a book titled Female like cheese comes with dog. Uh, was the title inspired by your online dating bio or something? How did you come about that? That's so title? female
1: likes cheese comes with dog stories about divorce, dating, and saying I do. Um, that actually I started writing that that was more, um, kind of my journals, uh, my personal journals when I was going through my divorce. Uh, and when I started my own venture, like adventures into dating, basically right after my divorce and these kind of short stories of what I would write in my journals ended up turning into stories that I would tell my friends when we would get together. Um, and then it kind of just started into me forming a book out of it. And yeah, it, it was something that, a lot of my friends i would tell them these sort cuz tender wasn't uh, you know i didn't know about tender when i was married you know you'd hear things it was kind of created um around the time you know sometime when i was married but all this swiping and cuz it really was just match you yeah. know match and harmony and a couple of the original yeah. ones and so i get out here and i'm like what is tender and figuring all this like online dating app stuff and you know, it was, it was wild. And so I, I ended up just formulating all of this into a book and, um, and it was, it, you know, it was, ended up being this great journey and I didn't, I didn't expect it to get where it is. So it was a really cool experience. So. Yeah,
0: great job. Great job. I see you've got like five stars on the book as well. Yeah. Which is
1: fantastic. yeah. It, it hit number one on Amazon, uh, within the first 48 hours. Yeah. So that was pretty, pretty cool.
0: Amazing. Did you find yourself like having to learn dating lingos as yeah, well? Yeah,
1: I mean, um I, I was I was the desperate dater. I mean, I was about trying to figure out how to one, figure out online dating and you know, all the Tinder and Bumble. And then two, like friends setting me up. And three, like I, you know, I obviously see that you have a matchmaking agency. And I actually did yeah. a matchmaking, I went I went and went through an agency cuz i was like i'm going to try this out too and it was a great experience um cuz i was just all about meeting mm-hmm. you know it's like practice it's like interviews for jobs yeah. it's like you're not going to get every job from every interview but the more you go on the better that you get and the more confident you get and the closer you get to the person that probably is going to be your right match so how did you meet your current husband i then? actually met him on datebritishguys.com and, and I didn't know that that was a real website, a dating website. I thought it was a joke. um a friend of mine who um, lives in the states he's from He's from Southampton, and we'd done some business together and he was like oh you're you're always traveling and you're all you know you go to England a lot. He's like, "Why don't you go on an international um dating site and I, of course was like, why would I do that? They're all the same. I'm tired of online dating, blah, blah, blah. And so I, but I, I did, I, I stumbled upon this one and the, and then, uh, you know, I signed up and, and I, I mean, there was, there's, I mean, it's a great little site and it's kind of a sleeper of a site, but yeah, uh, we kind of started talking and then I, I was heading over there like a month later and, and then we went out on a date and then we've kind of just. You know, obviously, with everything going on with COVID, and then um, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously, the visa process is a pretty long process. But yeah, we've been we've been married Mm -hmm. for a couple of years. We've been doing the long distance thing the whole time. Oh wow! Okay, interesting.
0: So, how long did you guys
1: date before Um, he proposed? we were together four months before we got married. So he proposed within like a few months or a couple months there. And then we got, we got married um, the summer of 2018 and um, got married in the Bahamas, just a few people. And then about a year later. So yeah, a year later we had a little in England, you know, for his family and friends, we had a little ceremony over there. So. And and, so how old are you and how I'm 34 and he's 39 so
0: okay Hmm, that's That's a good age age, yeah uh, I think it
1: works um we still we can bond over our love of 90s music and friends references
0: (laughs) yeah definitely amazing and you know clearly that's a man who knows what he wants
1: yes you know
0: um, were you, were you taken aback when he first, when he proposed to you or were you, did you expect Actually,
1: it? he didn't officially propose. Um, it was, very, you talk about business transactions. We were very like matter of fact about, we kind of had a conversation. Um, it's very funny and lame, but we had this conversation about, um, about, well, on our first weekend date he was the one that brought up, where is this going? And I was shocked because men don't do that. Women do, you know, we're normally the ones wondering where the relationship's going. But we had talked for so long uh, online, well, um, through Skype. And so we basically were doing the COVID dating before it was cool, you know? (laughs) We've been doing Skype every day. And, um, you know, we really had developed this friendship. And then when I went over there, you know, I was like, oh, he's probably going to stand me up. Cause you know, it's online and he so really going to come meet me for dinner, but now he did. And, um, and then we went and spent a weekend together in the Malverns and, um, and had a great weekend together. And like, he, he was like, well, where is this, you know, basically throughout the, where is this going thing? And I was like, well, okay, we're, I guess we're going to have the talk now, um, and so we had the talk and I basically was like, I don't want a pen pal. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so we, we had a conversation about the fact that we wanted to give this an honest try of, a, you know, of the relationship. And so we kind of, I guess, officially started dating and then, um, and then a couple months went by and then I was over in England spending time with him for a little while. Uh, Cause I didn't, I didn't have to be on set or anything. And, um, and we once again had one of our conversations of, you know, we kind of knew we didn't want to be with anybody else. And we kind of knew, you know, when, you know, it's the person, you know, and I, I yes. had been through so much and I knew all the people I didn't want to be with because I'd done so much great work on myself and really felt I'd become my true authentic self with, you know, picking out bad signs and good signs. And, um, and I just knew that he was, the right person and so we and he felt the same way and and we just about you know that we should get married so there was no official proposal and so he actually uh he actually proposed after we got married <laughs> um, so, because he he we he met my parents two days before um we got married in the Bahamas And, uh, and then he, you know, asked my dad kind of, you know, if it was okay and all that good stuff. And then, um, and I was I'm sitting here in the Bahamas waiting for an official proposal. Like, okay, the clock's ticking. Like this needs to happen. Like, are you going to like, you know, cause I wanted at least to be a little bit traditional and he didn't do it. And here we are, you know, we, we get married and I'm like, okay. Like, I mean, it was of course a great, beautiful wedding with, you know, eight of our friends and family, but and then I was like, what the yeah. hell happened, man? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it sounds like it was an intimate wedding. Like, I love that. I'm not really a fan of, you know, the whole 300 guests coming into. Like, well, coming and that was my first
1: wedding. My first yeah. wedding was the 300 guests and the huge ballroom and all of this kind of stuff. And oh, no. and this one was, it was great. You know, the eight of us and, and so many things kind of didn't go as planned but you know he and I just don't have a traditional relationship and I and it works for us like we like that we're Mm. different and it and then Mm. you know and then he proposed after we were married and then we had the second wedding you know I guess we call it party um you know over in (laughs) England with with Uh, friends and family. So it was nice. Well, it's been
0: such a pleasure to have you on a breath of fresh dates podcast. Why don't you tell our listeners how to purchase your
1: services and where to find you on? Yes. So so the divorce case, which is the subscription box and online community comes out December 21st. And you can um, find that on that www.thedivorcecase.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at the Lauren Peacock. I'm also on Facebook, um The Lauren Peacock, you can find me as well with um you can get the book at com, and as well it's on Amazon. Um it's at um uh the uh, um what's the bookstore that starts with a W? Yes, um as well um just on the website and just, um, yeah, I'm always posting updates and things like that and giveaways and whatnot. So this was great. And I, I thank you again for having me on. This was so much fun.
0: Thank you all for listening to A Breath of Fresh Dating Podcast. That's all we have for you on this episode. I hope you all have a splendid Christmas and a happy holiday. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your preferred podcast player. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it, we're on there. Don't forget to follow us on social media as well. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at A Breath of Fresh Dating. See ya!